Hey, explorers, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Eat, Drink, Explore podcast. My name's Day, and I host this podcast with my husband, Phil. We are foodies on a mission. This season, we're having conversations that matter. Each of our guests share their stories, and we pick their brain about topics that are sure to inspire. We release episodes weekly and announce release dates on our Instagram page. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, please take a moment and visit our Patreon page. Patreon members receive bonus content from each podcast episode, discounts on our merch, and invitations to our supper club. Please don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now let's get started. So we're still recording this podcast from home and we're itching to get back into our studio. But until then, um, we are just working with the sound quality that we have. And during this episode, uh, there will be a small child screeching in the background and it is not your imagination. Burrito does make an appearance and <laughs> and he and he hangs out for a bit. So wanted to preface that if you decide to continue listening to this episode, we really appreciate your support. We're here with Chef Joniel Casado, and we're just like really happy to have you. I feel like over the last couple of years, we've really gotten to know you. Per- like, I, I feel like I know you really well. <laughs> and we feel super comfortable around you. Um, and we're finally glad to have been able to strong arm you onto the podcast to sit and wow. talk with us. Interesting. <laughs> I'm twisting here. Yeah. finally said yes to us. We normally get started by having our guests intro themselves because we always do like a terrible job and we want to make sure that everybody hears it straight from the horse's mouth. So if you want to tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, what you do, where you're from. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me on. You know, it's so exciting to be on. I, I, I hear your podcast all the time and try to watch and follow you guys through your entire journey. So I, I appreciate that I'm that I'm on here. So thank you so much um, about us. I, I, when I say us, it's just a two man team, really. <laughs> but I'll go with it. <laughs> all right. I'm definitely on us. You get it. So I um, I started Flavors of Your Palette. Uh, 2019 March of 2019 um and it's my baby I'm in love with it every step of the way has been very incredible to me it's been I thought I was gonna teach the business the business taught me like I grew up like in in basically a year and a half so and basically what we are is um we're a personal chef uh, and catering service. Um, we do everything from in-home catering to, you know, outdoor events. We meal prep. We educate folks on ketogenic diets and all type of lifestyles. And we also do something really important, which is community-based. And what that is, is we do dining pop-ups. And these dining pop-ups are basically around, you know, discussions, food, obviously food, and drinks. <laughs> you guys remember the first one I had? Margie, Uh, remember that? (laughs) So around food and drinks, and we have very, very brave conversations around, you know, social justice, diversity, equity, and inclusion, really important topic, especially nowadays with what's going on. So that's what we do. And we hope to do a lot. Actually, we do something else. Oh, we make sauces and dressings and we're in a really huge process that we'll talk about later. But there you go. That's what we do. So we obviously met you um, at, I believe, what was your very first event, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely, it was. I don't remember who reached out to who, but we connected, and we came to the event, and it was awesome. We had a nice dinner, then we, if I remember correctly, we got on a boat and kind of took a 
night cruise was different. Yeah. Um, and it was a really great time. And something I always found interesting that you talked about is how this is not for a long time what your career was. You're not a, you know, you didn't go to culinary school. You didn't like work in kitchens. You started off in a totally different career path. Um, you just want to talk about that for a minute because I find it interesting how you kind of transitioned over. Absolutely. I love to talk about that because it's it's one of my passions. Um, it's, you know, social, causing social impact at every uh, level of capacity. So I used to work in the nonprofit field um, and at an administrative level. You know, I've been everything from, from a case manager to uh, an operations director. And that's what I used to do. And I did that for about 18 years. It's actually what I went to school for. Um, I have a master's degree in, in human services from UMass Boston. And prior to that, I used to be an educator. So it's 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 in, it's within me, you know, to 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 be who I am and offer what I offer. And then I transitioned to something that I love. I'm in love with cooking. I'm in love with the kitchen, with every technique, <laughs> flavor, flavors of your palate, right? So with everything. And I um I, you know, I went to school for so many years and I used to ask myself, are you seriously doing this, Jonel? Are you seriously like transitioning to another complete, <laughs> completely different career field without having the training? And then um, I did it. <laughs> I did it. And I've been luckily successful, um, you know, many bumps, many bumps in this journey. <laughs> On the road, uh, but nevertheless, I'm here and, and I'm and I'm happy doing what I love. Something that really stuck with me when you were just doing your intro is you talked about um, diversity and inclusivity and how there were conversations happening around it when you did your community events. And that's honestly something I noticed immediately walking through the door at the first event that we went to for Flavors of Your Palette. Um, the room was full of beautiful shades of people, different. Um, uh, different backgrounds, different walks of life. Um, people mm -hmm. just, it was, it was a really warm and welcoming room and environment and it felt like a safe space. And I really loved how you were able to create that right here on the North shore, tucked away, um, on the wharf in the back of Salem. It just, it just <laughs> felt like we were in our own little world for um, a couple hours. And you know what? It was your first event. And, and mm -hmm. I, and we kept that in mind as you know, we were, you know, we were having fun and everything. And like you said, you've had some bumps in the road and you overcame that. But one thing like, that Phil and I left that event feeling, was that your personality was like insane over the moon you were no you were you we were so you were so charismatic like the night started off on such a high note um with icebreakers and you just bringing people together and it was kind of like interesting to see you be able to flow like that but then also um try to work the kitchen too because that's yes. difficult that was literally difficult but obviously you have a very strong backbone her name is rosie and we're obsessed oh, with her and um and i think that you you both work very well together and um but that's something I really took away from that very first event. And we were able to go to your Thanksgiving event too. That was, yes. that was the same Thank kind of energy. Coming. Yeah, it was the same kind of energy, but you even went deeper into starting conversations. We had some tears at the end of one of them, you know, having conversations with people that I probably never would have met unless I went to an <laughs> event. Um, so that's important. And you were doing this, before, you know, obviously racial injustice has been going on for centuries and, yes. you know, it's always relevant to talk about it, but it's almost even more relevant now just because of the wake of like what we're in right now. Absolutely. Happening. So it was, it's, it, it was cool that you were already setting up groundwork for that. And um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited that that's Thank a video. And I hope we'll see more flavors of your palate events um, happening kind of like that. Absolutely. Thank you for walking me down memory lane. Yeah. Like, you know, we just had our, and um, 
our anniversary for our inauguration, which is the event you're talking about, it happened uh, August 24th. And I didn't make too much noise around it because, you know, there's a, there's a lot going on. We have a pandemic going on. We have a lot of, there's an uprising going on, which is really important, an awakening. And I, um, I just want to touch on a few elements. You, you, you know, you, you touched on one of the big things for me, which is diversity. Uh, it's huge, you know, uh, growing up biracial, you know, my father's white, my mother's a black woman and, and they're from the Dominican Republic, but you know, that exists everywhere in, in the world. And growing up biracial and growing up with a father who has an understanding of sociology was very important to me because I was able to see things from many angles, from an academic uh, point of view, from, from a lived experience point of view. So that's why it's so near and dear to my heart. And then you touched on Rosie, mm-hmm. speaking of heart, which is, is, She's, oh gosh, she's a, an angel sent from wherever angels come from. An amazing person, my partner, my love, my sous chef, my director. When I'm not behaving, she tells me, watches the, that she does it all. And I'm very fortunate to have her. So just like you folks, support one another. And I think that that for, for, for a business to work, you need to gel well with your partner. And that's exactly what's happening here. So now we're going to get into nitty gritty, okay? We're going to get into nitty gritty. And Phil and I were talking to you a little bit earlier about how this is something that we struggle with and we really almost need to have this conversation with somebody. So we're glad it's you. Um, Fear. Fear is such a huge part of the entrepreneurial spirit. It's the reason why a lot of businesses fail, but it's also kind of the reason. A lot of motivations of businesses. Yeah, but it's also a lot of the reason why you've been successful because you figured out a way to overcome it. You came out of a segment that you weren't necessarily familiar with to then do something that you were passionate about, but have yes. never technically like t- done in like a technical formal sense of the word. So how did you, what, what, like walk us through that, the, the, the experience of fear. Absolutely. Like, I'm going to lose my job and do what? <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for bringing that up, uh, Day. I think that fear is something that every, touches everyone. It's like a disease, and I think that um, is one we need to fight. Just as if we're fighting, just as if we were fighting another disease, right? Any cancer, anything. Not to compare it to that, but it's it's just really something that's strong. It exists all around us, and I think it comes from within. It's a core belief that comes from the story we, the stories, because it's not one story; it's multiple stories we tell ourselves. And once we kind of sit with and kind of acknowledge our thoughts that's the way you break away from fear. Why? We can't think about what's happening in the future. We can't think about what led to us being here. All we can think about is what's happening at the current moment. You see Phil's having sipping on on his martini, on his drink. I'm sipping on my tea. I'm analyzing that. I'm not analyzing that I'm doing this interview with you. And that I'm, I'm a little nervous. No, I'm, I'm trying to t- taste all the notes on in this tea. And I know you're a tea drinker. So I, I try to do that. And I think that's part of what we all need to do. Kind of move away from, from the outcome and think about the process. And I think that's what drove me into this switch, right? From everything I knew to enter this world of imagination, to be honest. Um, yeah, I've, I've had some great mentors, great executive chefs, my relatives. I grew up, you know, with a, a, a culinary world in a, in a culinary world. I used to travel a lot. I used to see those were my extracurricular activities to go into kitchens to see what these chefs were doing. So I had an understanding prior knowledge. But I think that when you know, you know. 
You see, for you and Phil, you're charismatic yourself. You know, you um, you embody that. And I think that there's nothing to be afraid of when you're doing what you love. Right. And you do it with passion and you do it with you, you let go of all that. One story I used to tell myself now that I touched on stories, right? And the stories we tell, I used to tell myself that I had selective shyness. <laughs> I used to say, oh, it's because certain groups of folks, the, the energy they're emitting. No, it was all here. Um, Once I sat with my thoughts and, and observed, I was able to just disconnect from that completely. So I've disengaged from thinking that I have selective shyness. Now I just talk, <laughs> you know? Same thing with anything, with cooking, for example. A lot of people are afraid to go in the kitchen because they think they're going to pour. I mean, I, I, the other, yeah, I do it all the time. Sometimes I, I overdo it with the salt. So it happens. Acknowledge it, move on, conquer it. And that's the, the important thing of, um, of being an entrepreneur, being a fearless entrepreneur. Wow. No, that, that's huge. And you know what? I, now that you're saying all this, it kind of brings me back. I hate to say, I hate to bring this up, but it's going to make me sound shallow, but I, I really do love your Instagram page. I mean, we follow you and I always, I make sure to click on your stories because you post the most inspiring things. And I'm sure you get sick and tired of watching me send you a fire and a hundo. I love it. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. I love it. He's going to get so annoyed. Like, okay, girl, chill. (laughs) I love it. Um, But you really do talk about vibrations and energy and focus and meditation. So prior to like really stepping foot full, you know, in, in a, um, I guess more into the culinary field. Did you have to sit down with yourself and have a comp, like you know, meditate and really, really think on what's going on, or were you just kind of both feet in and just let's see what goes down? You know, absolutely. In fact, I've always been a highly spiritual person since the age of nine. I recognized that that I had some type of gift, and and from there on, I started kind of researching and trying to figure out what is it. Why am I? Why do I think I'm special? There's so many other kids that are doing so many amazing things at nine. This is at nine, and I again, you know, I started working with them myself, and I I told a few folks, hey, I don't know what's going on, and these folks guided me, and they said, hey why don't you start doing this? Back then, meditation was not huge. Yoga was not huge. This is when I was nine and I'm 37. So it wasn't huge. And these mentors that I had taught me all that. And it, and it followed me through. I mean, there were moments that I let that go because when you're a teenager growing up, you start you know, forgetting who you are. And that's part of the issue. See, when we know who we are and we go back to that and we learn to meditate and we learn to love our, ourselves, our soul, it's enough. And I'm glad you mentioned the, the videos. I'm doing those videos now because I figured, you know, I used to do this when I used to do the dining pop-ups prior to the pandemic. I used to do a lot of these pop-ups, very quietly, secretly pop-ups. We can talk about that later. But these are the topics we talk about. You know, we talk about, you know, great, you know, we, we're, we're happy, but are we? Are we, are we finding truth? Are we, are we meditating? Are we really conquering our fears? All these things. So that's why I'm trying to do it now. I'm trying to kind of inspire folks and motivate them. I'm trying to be like y'all actually, because you're always <laughs> doing videos. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're, it's, it's connecting and it makes perfect sense because that's just such a huge part of what you bring to the table um, at your event. So it makes perfect sense that you'd be talking about that stuff on your social media page and, and allowing people to like kind of be introduced to you, who you are and what you yes. stand for. Um, so that, that's, that's huge. Thank you. It's also interesting at nine. That's kind of, okay. I feel like we're all, we all kind of 
yeah, why do we forget our child? Why do we like push our child self down so much? Do you know what I mean? It's like, I, I think it's, it yeah. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. I think it's all psychological yeah. and I think it's, it's the conditioning of society and the world and where we're headed. And I think that fear, that's another part. Fear is something that it's learned. It's not something that comes within. We're love, we're, we're energy, we're high vibrational people or souls. Um, and then everything else we suppress because we learn how to stress, right? We learn how to work. We learn how to fight. We learn how to discriminate. We learn all those things. So we kind of forget our childhood, which is love and our happiness. Correct. And that's what I'm here for. I'm here to bring that back. <laughs> bring that, that baby, that child you have within, I want to bring it out because I was able to do that. But that took me a long time. And I want to teach folks how to do it in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So speaking of going back to childhood, is that when you fell in love with cooking? Like where did, after doing 18 years of being in a nonprofit, like I don't think you were just like, let me just, <laughs> over, you know, figure something out. Like did, I assume that has something from your past, right? Absolutely. I was sharing a little bit with, um, with Day in terms of my childhood. I'll talk a little bit about it, the, the parts that I didn't mention to today. Um, so, you know, I used to travel. Uh, my father was in the army. I was fortunate enough to learn about other cultures overseas, uh, other states, wherever the stations were, the, you know, we were uh, stationed. Um, and it, it was amazing to just sit there and instead of playing basketball or any other sport, playing with kids, I used to sit in the kitchen, different kitchens. I wasn't able to touch anything, but I used to sit at these kitchens just taking it all in. And that's the perfect age because we absorb everything. Right. And then I have great uh, mentors. I have a few executive chefs in my family who always said, listen, I'm going to teach you all these techniques and what to do, but promise me something. Promise me that you never work for someone else in someone else's kitchen. And I used to ask myself why they know something I don't know. And now I get it. Now I get it. I'm happier doing what I love independently. So, and then I have my mom and my grandmother who are amazing cooks. My father, who's an amazing cook. Um, and they used to just, they used to say, Hey, um, get on this little milk crate and chop this up. I don't have time. I used to be like, Oh, they're going to let me use <laughs> yeah. And then eventually, eventually I saved up enough to, to, to buy my own little knife. And I used to keep, keep it in a little pouch. And uh, every time they invited me to cook, I used to be like, Oh, I've got my knife. Don't worry about it. My mom used to say, hell? <laughs> that was my childhood. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Yeah. I honestly, like it's, it, it really does. And we, we hold some things in, we carry it with us and then it just turns into something else. Right. Or not absolutely. even something else. Sometimes it butterflies into something, something. It morphs into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm really, really excited that we get to talk to you about fear. I think what I'm hearing from you so far is just really trying to connect with who you are, understanding that, you know, fear is taught. It's, you know yes. what I mean? It's not within us and, and trying to rise above that. And that's something that Phil and I really struggle with because when we're in the heat or in the moment of fear where we're like, okay, we need to make X, Y, and Z moves, but like, what about this? What about this? This could fail. This could, you know, this could happen. And mm-hmm. we just become frozen in place. Have you ever been in a situation like that? What do you do all, to get out of it? All the time. Yeah. Um, so the selective shyness part, I can talk a little bit, process that a little further. I think it's important for people to hear this. You know, when I was younger, I used to, you know, I was bullied. Um, my skin tone, you know, I was really light, fair skin rather. And I had an Afro um, and kids didn't understand the two. 
It was one or the other. So growing up, I was bullied a lot. You know, the way I spoke my accent, um, you know, coming from two parents who are um, who are Hispanic, um, you know, or Caribbean descent. Um, I, I grew up like that and, I, and it, it was painful, man. It was so painful. Um, so that evolved into something else. It evolved into me becoming antisocial, fearful. Uh, I had kind of like, I was anxious of like just social settings. Um, and I went to a therapist for many years, many years. And I'm not afraid to say that. And I still do. I still go to a therapist. And I, great. We all need therapy. <laughs> right? It's amazing. Um, and I, I was able to work on that, work on that a whole lot to the point that I, um, I started going to school for this, you know, I started studying psychology and one you know, most of the human services courses were both administrative, but they were also direct service. Um, and I worked on my, I worked, worked, worked hard. And then the most important thing is not just a clinician or a therapist or, you know, but also finding people that you're surrounded with to, you know, to make sure that they support you, right. that they love you genuinely. I think who we surround ourselves with is important too, to be able to let go of fear. If you have fearful people or people who are bringing you down, you're never going to disconnect from that fear, right? So it takes time. Um, you know, the fact that I'm doing what I love now, that's another thing that was I was able to overcome my fear by doing that. And then lastly, work out. I go out there all the time. You don't have to do that excessive, crazy, you know, let me weight train. No, just simply walking. Like I walk, I meditate every single day. And those are the things that help me. Um, if it wasn't for all those elements that I just talked about, they, I don't know where I would be. So for me, all of that makes perfect sense. Um, some of it sounds easier than others, you know, others taking other steps. I'm kind of curious though, for somebody who, feels like they're stuck because of the people around them and just can't go up, right? Everyone's keeping them either here or down mm -hmm. here. What would you say to them? How can they, how can they like remove themselves from the situation? And, and is it okay to stay here with them and, uh, you know, and still be a friend or whatever? Like how, how would you, how do you approach that situation? So the best way to approach it for myself personally, I set boundaries, very clear boundaries. Um, I think that when we have a goal in life, you know, for an entrepreneur is basically to ensure their business is running smoothly and that they're making, you know, revenue or profit. And to me, that was my focus. So I was, it was easy for me to say, hey, um, I don't mind going on with you on a Monday afternoon, but Saturday and Sunday, I can't because I have clients, for example. And if that was one friend who, you know, gave me that vibe or just didn't respond well, I would find, you know, slowly, slowly, you know, get away from that relationship. Uh, why? Although you're not recognizing it initially as toxic, it can turn into that. Toxic toxicity comes from every level. It comes from <laughs> friendships, friendships, it comes from business relationships, uh, memberships. It comes from uh, family, you name it. So you have to identify that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you feel really strongly. You feel like it's, it's important for, for growth and overcoming fear. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. If it's a, listen again, they business relationships, friends, uh, even if you have a, a, a child that's not helping you, 
Mm-hmm. For real, I'm not talking about you, I promise. You just have to find a way to address it. You yeah. know, I'm not saying to become enemies with people. You know, having enemies is not is not helpful. But I think being clear on what your mission and goal is in life and ensuring people understand that. And if they don't appreciate it or don't acknowledge it or don't, just don't engage. Don't. Mm-hmm. Can you share with us something recently that, because it sounds like you've, you've, you've settled to a really good place with your fear. You, you know, <laughs> come to terms with it and you've been able to overcome it. Um, but fear is kind of one of those reoccurring things that sneaks up on you when you least expect, expect it. Has something, has um, fear crept up recently um, during maybe a, working with a client or pr- pr- uh, prospective clients? Mm-hmm. I think I've been fortunate uh, to have amazing clients and, and the tough ones, I'm able to, you know, work with them because that's just who I am. I, I like to find that that happy medium, that place where we can meet and, and just converse and solve issues. Right. I'm, a, I'm an issue solver. I'm a fixer. Uh, but in terms of fear, to be completely honest, I had a breakdown when the pandemic started. You know, I wasn't afraid about, you know, oh my God, I just started this business. I'm, I wasn't afraid about the materialistic stuff, the monetary stuff. I was afraid of, of, of my of my family losing their lives. I was afraid of my loved ones, of myself, you know, because I, I, I have asthma. Uh, Rosie has asthma too. So it was really serious for us. And then I said, you know what? I'm just going to go out there, wear my mask. I'm going to try to be very cautious. Yeah. And to be honest... I think I'm immune to it. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I've been, oh, pandemic gods. <laughs> but in all seriousness, it, it was very, it was a very um, stressful and fearful situation for myself. Yeah. I, I thought so many things and thank, luckily everybody's doing really well and they're in optimal health. Yeah. I think it's funny because I, well, not really funny, but I think everyone had um, a really good amount of, everybody had fear, you know, surrounding their loved ones and themselves and everything. Mm-hmm. But I think you're the first, one of the first people that I've talked to um, that genuinely was afraid for their life. Cause I think everyone's been really afraid for themselves and for other people and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, you're like, I was afraid for other people, but also my, myself because of asthma. And, and, it, and, it, and at some points it was really debilitating. I think at, um, around like at beginning of April, I yeah. was going to go to the grocery store. Like I literally was afraid to go out and purchase food. Like my sister and I were switching off every two weeks on who would go get the grocery. Wow. Like it was scary just because you just weren't sure what was going on. And there was a sense of like angst and yes. when you're in the grocery store. Uncertainty. Yeah. Pe- people were just really scared. So mm-hmm. yeah. You know, for myself, speaking of that moment, I, I lost a lot of business. I lost so much money today. You know, so many people were a lot of my like current clients and, and prospective clients that were contacting me. Hey, can you go grocery shopping for me? Like, I'm very afraid. I'm an elderly woman. I'm this, I'm that. And I couldn't, I couldn't respond to the demand because I myself was on a, a you know precarious situation. I'm a high risk person. So, you know, or in terms of my health. Um, so there you go. I lost a lot of business, but I'm okay with that because I'm alive. (laughs) (laughs) Rosie, Rosie too. Damn. I should have said that earlier. (laughs) Oh man. And yeah, I mean, it's that, oh God, that, that must've been, that must've been really, really insane because yeah, I don't even know how you were able to overcome that because mm-hmm. you're, as you're literally watching your business, your business just crumble and yep. you can't do anything about it. Right. Like I, I, you really can't, right. Mm-hmm. You really, really can't. You just have to sit there and let the universe 
do what it does. Mm -hmm. And that's what I said. I said, I'm alive. I have a roof over my head. I have an amazing partner. My family is alive. My friends, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Even if I didn't have food or anything to eat, I knew it was going to be good. We could have, you know, at Salem's been amazing in terms of, you know, food service and pa food pantries and all that. And that's where I reside. So I, I'm, you know, I'll, I'm, we're fine. We're fine. And I think we're, I, I feel for the folks that have lost their lives. I, I don't think we're all fine. And I think I feel for business owners who have lost their, their baby, their years of hard work. Uh, I, I fear, I feel sorry for, for a lot of folks, but at the same time, if, if you're, if you're watching this and are hearing this and you're alive, be thankful for everything you currently have. Even if you think you don't have enough, there are people out there that have even less. Yeah. Perspective's so important right now. It really, it really, really is important. Wow. Um, so something that always, I think of you because there's so many businesses that have been able to go remote or, or really, really like think about what do I need to change in order to change mm -hmm. my platform. You're, I mean, obviously there's ways that you can go remote, but like we, we just recently had you in our home and you um, did your in-home cooking service for us. Yes. Um, private chef. Thank you. Thank you, by the way. It was amazing. <laughs> you were so talented. Um, but like, how do you, how do you have conversations with people around being in their home now? There, there's mm -hmm. definitely a sense of fear surrounding that conversation. Maybe not on your part, but maybe on theirs. Like how do you, like walk me through that. How does that go nowadays for you so at first when the pandemic started obviously folks were just wanting to you know you utilize my grocery shopping services which yeah. is not one of the essential parts it's part of the business but you know it's not the meats and potatoes but um it was just that at the beginning so i was like oh my gosh i'm gonna turn into a delivery person person you know which i don't mind you know whatever it is to pivot and save my business uh, but then i started seeing uh people started losing their fear. People stopped watching the news just as I did. So, hey, burrito. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ethan's just going to see mommy first. Uh, it's okay. All right, sign cool to say hi. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, then it, it, it turned into, again, hey, I need your service, I need your services. So I don't know if it was a combination of them being afraid of going shopping yeah. and taking the full service, or if it's just people wanting to, to, to have someone home. There are a lot of people out there today right now, you and I are fortunate. We, you have your child, your husband, I've got Rosie. Um, but there are a lot of loners out there, unfortunately. There are a lot of people that live solo. So they depend on my services, like meal prepping services, for example, to have someone to converse with to have someone they trust. And for me, um, so I'm testing myself all the time. Not, oh, wow. not every single week. Hey, because frequently. That thing hurts like a month. <laughs> 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 oh, they, they put that th thing all the way into, if you, you feel it in your brain. Like I felt like they were going to burst a vessel or something up there. But you know, I, I test myself all the time. Rosie does too. We do it together. Um, we check our temperature every morning. Uh, we, we take our vitamin C's. We take all our, our supplements. Um, so, so it's really, really, I mean, you saw when I walked into your home, um, I was already wearing my PPE, my protective gear. Um, from, from prior to the pandemic, I maintained distance from my clients. There were some that I'm very touchy-feely. I'm a very, uh, you know, I love uh, embracing folks. So for me, that's that's been difficult, uh, but it's okay because that's a new norm and we adapt. Right. We're adaptable mm -hmm. folks. Uh, so that's what I leave people with. People, I, I've got um, I've got a statement on COVID on my website. Uh, folks can read that. Um, 
the folks that I've, I have been on my list, my uh, client list for a long time, I feel comfortable enough to say, hey, how are you feeling today? Genuinely, mm-hmm. but also asking couple questions, just like the doctors ask before you go to an appointment now. And I do it because I I need to, listen, I need to protect myself because at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. if I don't exist, then my business doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Yeah, no, you really do. You you have to protect yourself. Yes. And it's unfortunate that some people don't understand that. Um, it is. It is. And I'm and I'm really fortunate that I don't own a I don't own a brick and mortar. I don't own mm-hmm. an actual location restaurant because restaurant owners are having to deal with this. And I would not want to be in, in their shoes. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they have outdoor dining now, I, I feel for them like really much. I'm very good friends with a lot of restaurant owners around here um, in Salem. You know, we, we've got a lot of restaurants out here and I, and I just hear their stories. And, and you know, I take stabs at them and, and on <laughs> on social media. And I say, don't don't go to that restaurant, hire a chef, you know, and I'm and I'm joking when I say that. But really, folks, you know, protect yourselves and protect the, you know, the the restaurant owners and the rest, the the, the business itself and your own health. Protect people. Wear your mask. Exactly. (laughs) Wear the mask. You have to. You have to. Um, I am still blown away when I am in situations where people are refusing to wear their mask. Like it doesn't happen very often. But earlier today, I was at a store and the person didn't want to, didn't have a mask, wanted the shop owner to provide them a free mask. And when mm. the mask, there was a fee for the mask, he refused to leave the store. Wow. And it got really aggressive. For a yeah, I'm hearing, I'm hearing all those stories. And, you know, I luckily I haven't had to deal with that situation, but we're building uh, my big thing when I used to work in the nonprofit world is uh, developing policies and procedures. So right now I'm in this in this zone of building my policies and procedures, um, ensuring that they're in tune with what's going on currently, because I have to be able to de-escalate those situations um, as yeah. soon as they arise. Um, this is going to be the new normal. We're fighting over wearing a mask, <laughs> over yeah. saving people's lives. But that's it. You know, we're going to have folks, unfortunately, that are not too educated around the topics of, of health uh, or plain old ignorant. And then we're going to have folks that are like, you know what, I'm going to follow everything, the the, the, the uh, CDC or, or the White House or wherever we're getting our news, right, uh, right, what right. they say, you know. Right. Which makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I want you to talk. So you went over the different services that you offer and there, there are some really, um, I mean, all of it is relevant, but there's some, I think that are life changing right now for so many individuals out there. So I hope everyone takes the time to check out your social media, your face. Do you have a Facebook page? I know you have an Instagram. I used to have Facebook, but I had a couple issues with that. And I honestly, I get most of my uh, uh, clients contact me via Instagram DM. So oh, I wow. figured, let me just run with yeah. one thing. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Instagram and your website. And I think all the information that people really need to know in order to connect with you is on there. Um, but you, something that really blew me away when you came and you cooked for us in our home was the um, the sauces that you made. And um, one of the, one was a vinegar and one was kind of like a cream base. That vinegar sauce or whatever is in there, that is vanilla. Um, I've never eaten so much cabbage before in my life. This amazing cabbage kale salad and just drizzle that on top. I was eating it like it was mac and cheese. Okay? That's awesome. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Good to hear. The balance is like perfect in them. So um, do you want to just really quickly talk about your sauces before we? A- absolutely. So the, the idea came about, I follow a lot of folks on social media, inspirational chefs. And there's this woman in New York, her name is Chef Yala. 
and she Yala does a chimichurri sauce. And I said, wait a minute, I've got a secret recipe. Why can I sell it? So I started, you know, playing around with the recipe and, and other, uh, the other sauces as well. And I said, well, I've developed something here. Now let's name it. So Rosie and I, as always, we work together, we named it. Um, and it's, it's just the way I see it is, in, in any business, you have it has to be multi-service, multi-prong. You can't just stick to one and fall in love with one service. Mm-hmm. So when once I started noticing that my clients, like in-home based clients, were requesting these sauces, hey, can I can I get a few of those tubs of, of sauce? I said, well, here, here's a demand, and that's what I kind of gauge, right? When I'm working with folks, I try to see where where people are mostly interested, and that's how I, I pivot my business. That's how I switch it up. So that was one of the things that has been very successful. So one of the things that I'm working on right now, and I don't mind sharing it, is I'm really close to sealing a deal with a, a, a packing and bottling service company. Uh, and they're going to be taking over that function. So I'm in talks with like Whole Foods and different um, supermarket chains that are hopefully going to start selling the sauce. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my, my fingers crossed and I'm sharing it. I don't mind. It's already a done deal. I put it out. My intention now, the universe is going to come back and gift it to me. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and that's a huge, I mean, our people who are listening should really pay attention to that because you really went after something that your clients were demanding, right? Absolutely. You creating something that nobody, they weren't interested in. Um, and you yes. capitalize on top of it. So good for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, you know, my thing is, I, I used to say when I was younger, you're going to laugh at this one. I'm like Madonna. I evolve. She changes. Listen, I change my hair color all the time. I change yeah. my service. <laughs> I go, literally go with the flow. Um, if you stay stuck, that's fear. If you stay stuck as a business, you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. You have to evolve with times. You have to morph into things as we were talking about earlier. Right. All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to thank us tonight. You. I know Phil <laughs> escaped. That's <laughs> okay. Burrito kidnapped him. Um, the new, listen, it's a new normal. <laughs> it is. It really is. It's so <laughs> not being in our studio and being able to record, but I'm really glad that we had the opportunity to talk to you. You're somebody who we've been really wanting to get on our podcast and I'm glad mm-hmm. everything kind of aligned. Um, and the experience that we had um, on Friday night was phenomenal. I'm glad uh, you guys enjoyed it. You and Rosie are talented. You and Rosie made us feel safe. The plate presentation was phenomenal. Um, the conversation was delicious. <laughs> Just as delicious as the food. You guys really, really know how to talk to people. And awesome. that's important when you invite somebody into your home, you know, you don't want to feel like awkward or out of place or like, something strange and I just felt like everybody you were just thank you out with us so thank, thank you. you no it was amazing to hang out with you guys you know I we burrito wasn't there unfortunately which I <laughs> we love kids and we would have even made a, a a nice little menu or, or dish for him especially for him to us kids kids are really special so we try to do that um but you know I just wanted to share this you know you guys are amazing but the day I just you know I admire you oh, um you know talk about being fearless it's amazing how when I see you, that's what you encompass to me, a fearless woman who's going after what she wants. And I think that's so important in you and continue fighting for that. Continue fighting for that. I know that fear is something internal, so we don't really get to see that people's anxieties, people's, you know, when they're sweating, it's really difficult to see physical fear, right? Um, or someone physically in fear. Uh, keep going, keep pushing. You guys have a gift. Um, you make up a, an amazing yin yang 
you know, situation, just like Rosie and I, I always say that perfect balance. Uh, keep pushing. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot more videos on fear. A lot of folks are DMing me about that. So it's gaining traction, which is important because that's that's how I built flavors of your palate. Yeah. <laughs> pushing, pushing through fear. So I'm going to be doing a lot of these uh, things. So continue following me. I'd love to, to continue further, further the conversation because this, this, this podcast is amazing, but I think it'll do it more justice if we can spend more time on that. So I may have you on, on a video that oh, I make. Yeah, I'll come on a video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But keep pushing. P- keep pushing. Pretend that you're doing it for the first time every single day. Wake up <laughs> and say, oh, I'm doing this for the first time. Keep the keep the passion. Keep the momentum going. You guys have something. Yeah, we will. We will. And this is great. And really, um, what I'm taking away from this is obviously the, the keep pushing, but more the meditation yes. uh, and the visualization. Cause that's, I know that's why I love following you. Cause you always make me think that I need to do that, but I know I really <laughs> need to do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now execute. Actually do it. Um, Absolutely. Want you inspire me to do it. So thank you. And if you guys aren't following him yet, please go follow him. If they type in flavors of your palate, your account. It'll come up. Yeah. Chef Jonil, which is, you know, chef and then J O N I L or, you know, at flavors of your palate. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you for you. this. Have a good night. We're all right. You take care. Bye. Bye. I was going to say bye, Dave. Bye, Phil. Bye, Burrito. You guys take care. Have a good night. We'll see ya. All right. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you really enjoy listening to our podcast, take a moment and leave a review. Your reviews make it easier for others to find our podcast on other streaming platforms. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. See you in the next episode. Our intro music was produced by Majid Shana. You can find Majid on Instagram at majgotbeats. That's M-A-J-G-O-T-B-E-A-T-S.